whole lot of talk. The interviews that rock. Brought to you by Rock Antenna, Germany's number one rock radio station. Great pleasure to finally meet Joachim von Sabaton. I'm happy to be here. Thank you. <laughs> this year, we're going to celebrate the 20th anniversary of Sabaton. How does this number feel? It makes me feel very old. <laughs> uh, no, I'm really happy about it. I mean, come to think of it, it's uh, over half my life now. Mm. I mean, it sounds massive, but I mean, everybody in the band is under 40 still, <laughs> and which means that I hope we have at least 20 more years to go. Yeah, sure. <laughs> Your new album is the ninth, The Great War, and will be released on July 19th. Yes. We are a little bit curious, I must confess. I mean, on the eighth album, you had like a bagpipe or a Hammond organ. What's coming now? <laughs> <laughs> a trumpet, harp? Oh, a little bit of everything. Uh, I guess there is a Hammond organ on one of the tracks on this one as well. Mm -hmm. uh, because uh, that's how I started out playing music. You know, I was the keyboarder and I played Hammond and church organ. And they told me, can you sing until we find a singer? <laughs> And here we are 20 years later. So the lazy bastards hasn't got found a singer yet. Uh, no, I mean, we never decide before we go into the studio what's mm. going to be on the album. Uh, I guess the music and the lyrics and the stories we tell mm -hmm. will make that decision for us. And one example would be on this album is uh, the song Attack of the Dead Men, where we have uh, a gas attack we're singing about. Okay. And the gas then might be construed as something weird, wrong, that doesn't belong. Uh -huh. So we have used that um, in the music as well. There is something in that song that's a little bit weird, unusual for Sabaton, that doesn't belong. And I guess there was a request by your fans for a very special gift that drops international on all digital platforms today. <laughs> yes. So, what is it? The Bismarck. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, we just wanted to do a, a, something cool for the fans as a 20th anniversary instead of trying to push fans to buy 20 box sets with 20 <laughs> editions or 20 everything else, you know. And uh, especially at the same time when we were having a new album coming out. So, instead of looking backwards, let's look forward. And our, our whole plan was, you know, secretly, let's take the most request a topic from mm -hmm. our fans, which was the Bismarck, and then record a video and a song in secret and just drop it and say, hey, thanks for 20 years of service. And that worked out well. I mean, the video was gaining, I mean, it's over 5 million views already, and it's not even out a month, I think. I can't remember, but pretty fast uh, ramping up. Uh, but the plan was to have that, you know, thank you, everyone. This is for free. Take it. And then uh, our fans started complaining that it wasn't on uh, Spotify and yeah. Apple Music and so. I mean, yeah. I mean, after the fact, we understand. We, mm. we shouldn't be controlling how people listen to our music. That's not up to us. That's up to the listener. But uh, on the other hand, we weren't prepared for this because the idea wasn't at all to sell this song but rather to give it away. For sure, I did some research for this interview. I read some articles. What I saw, I must confess, it was a little bit weird to me because everybody is writing like, you do power metal. And I mean, power metal is like Blind Guardian and, and stuff like this. And you do not sound like Blind Guardian. So how would you classify your kind of metal? I mean, classification is shit. If it's good metal, it's good metal. Yeah. But <laughs> no, thank you for bringing it up because it is, uh, it is actually true. By 
defining us as power metal, you will send the message. The first two things that people are going to expect are dragons and high-pitched vocals. Right. We have nothing uh, of those. Thank you. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> we think uh, it's, uh, I mean, if people think we are power metal, that is fine. But please call us heavy metal because mm-hmm. uh, you are doing us a disservice by calling us uh, power metal. We've had people who have, I've met people myself who have totally dismissed us. And then, you know, discovered us in later years. Like, yeah, everybody said you were power metal. And, you know, I grew up listening to Accept and Judas Priest. And they think, like, this is more the 80s classic heavy metal. And I think it's um, natural, though, because if you listen to our first material that we did, let's say, you know, 15, 20 years ago, Mm -hmm. there was a much larger influence of power metal in it than heavy metal. But if you ask me these days, I think we belong in heavy metal, but... You know, as you said, I don't care about the classifications. As long as it's rocks, I don't give a... Oh, sorry. I, I, was, I was about to swear there. I'm going to try avoid <laughs> that on the radio. Let's say shit. We can do that. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I don't give a shit. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, uh, Fields of Varden, your very first single from the new album, has a very special background. Because you released yeah. the single before it was released, and it was a cover. Yes. Uh, Somehow. The, <laughs> the cover was released before the original track. Yeah, I mean, uh, I mean, we're pretty good friends and fans of Apocalyptica. Mm-hmm. And uh, we thought, let's do something different. And uh, I'm so tired of everybody thinks that a cover has to be from a song that was made 30 years ago. and uh, But I'm also tired of covers sounding the same as the original so how is the exact opposite of that (laughs) and uh, i mean a fun thing like teasing our fans in a in a nice but not Mm -hmm. evil way right Uh, but at the same time also of course uh, i think good cross promotion for both bands apocalyptic and sabaton sure and uh, it's like nobody lost anything they still get to hear our song and they got to hear the Apocalyptica song, which they wouldn't have heard at all if it wasn't for that. Mm. So uh, I I think there was very few people angry with it, even though it was a weird stunt. But hey, it's nice to mix it up sometimes. I'm pretty sure nobody was angry. But whose remarkable idea was that? <laughs> I, I think actually the whole idea of doing something together was Pat, our bass player. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know in which order it came up or whose idea it was, but I guess there would be somewhere in the between, between the communication between our bass player Pat or some of the guys from Apocalyptica, because they can be pretty messed up too. So, <laughs> <laughs> a lot of metal bands add some guest singers to their tours. Could you imagine to be on stage with Apocalyptica? Absolutely. Yeah, uh, yeah I've been done it with like. Uh, Van Canto at one point as well, and uh, but for me it's like uh, it's got to be for because I like the band or I want to. Mm. I mean, for at one year at Vakken, I was guesting both Doro and Gravedigger, but because I wanted to uh, offer me money, and then I'm probably gonna say no if it's you know that that whole thing. I'd rather do it because it's fun. Because uh, I don't know, for me it just. Uh, it doesn't matter really how big or small it is. It must feel right. And sometimes the right thing is exactly the opposite of what people think. So we can expect to see you on stage with Apocalyptica singing the cello. Singing the cello, <laughs> yes. I would love to do that. 
Fields Overdone singing cello. Oh, yeah, I'll try. <laughs> Wacken is a very big thing in Germany. You played there three times already. Yes. And this year you're going to headline the 30th anniversary. On our 20th anniversary. Right. <laughs> uh, how does that feel? A lot of fun. I mean, obviously, I still remember those days. We were, you know, drinking beer, listening to, you know, Judas Priest, Painkiller, Halloween Keeper, The Seven Keys 20 years ago and imagining, oh, maybe one day we get to play Wacken. Not only did we get to play it, now we're going to headline it. So in a way, it's a, you know, youth dream coming true. Mm. So um, it's really nice. I mean, we've... Uh, Been on quite a, uh, many festivals and even bigger ones than Wacken, but some festivals are closer to your heart because you have an emotional connection to them. And Wacken, of course, being one of those. And also for us from Sweden, for example, going there as visitors, as kids would be mm -hmm. a Sweden rock festival. Do you walk to Wacken because you lost a bet or something? Uh, no, <laughs> there will be no walking to Wacken. Trust me, I have seen the mud. I will be no walking there. <laughs> So, uh, when you played your first concert in Wacken 2008, what did you think were you going to end up in 2019? Did you ever expect this to happen? Uh, well, there was hopes, of course, to be able to do it someday, that, but uh, that it would go so fast, I don't think. I mean, we're, we're extremely lucky, but in a way, we, you create your own luck, you know. So, at the same time, I'm a bit humble here, but at the same time, I'm a little bit cocky mm. uh, that... Uh, We have, for 20 years, we've worked very, very hard and doing something we love, which is something you have are lucky to be able to do. And to finally see how that is, uh, yeah, that basically doing something you love and working hard and it actually works. <laughs> When everybody say this world is fucked, yeah. you know, you, you cannot make your dreams come true. And of course, that doesn't mean that, you know, there wasn't luck involved. Of course there is. But there is also hard work, uh, a certain amount of talent, I guess. Uh, but uh, let's not forget that you have to be at the right place at the right time. And if you're True. in many places, yeah. there's a bigger chance of you being at the right place mm. at the right time. So I'm really happy uh, to, one, to have the chance. But at the same time, I also feel that we kind of deserved it. Definitely. <laughs> so, but if there's one last wish for the band, what would it be? Oh, uh, you know, there would be, our bass player Par says this very well, <gasps> but the, the, the whole idea of it, I think, is one of the best, and he said it many years ago. For any band, there are three reasons to do a show. It could be, it, this show makes the band bigger. Two could be, we need the money. We need to make money to pay your bills. Three, we want to. The dream is to only do number three. Because the other two are already taken care of. Words of wisdom. <laughs> yeah, he's a smart guy. <laughs> so, um, are we going to hear some new songs from the album on the set list in Wacken? Yes, of course. I mean, by the time we hit the stages in Wacken, uh, the album will already be released. So right. uh, we are going to add some. Um, usually, though, we try to keep it a mix of a little bit of a party set on festivals. Mm. So um, we will also be bringing in some songs about World War One. 
that we haven't had in our set list for a while. Right. So, and... Uh, well, I, I don't want to spoil the surprise, but... Uh, oh, come on. <laughs> uh, as I said, Wacken is a special place. They, you know, for us emotionally, 30 years of Wacken, 20 years of Sabaton. And uh, there is going to happen stuff there that nobody's ever seen before. And I don't think nobody's ever going to see again. <gasps> Just a small hint. No. Nope. Just the first letter. <laughs> the first letter. Yeah, it concerns military history. <laughs> Surprise! Let's, let's see what's going to happen. <laughs> no, uh, but, I'm sure uh, it's cool. It's connected with history, at least. I'll tell you that. So the sound is from the new album, more or less traditional Sabaton? Yeah, Can I, I mean, say that? Yeah, of course. I mean, we are an evolutionary band, not a revolutionary band. Right. Our, our feet are firmly planted in 80s hard rock and metal. However, you listen from one album to the next, you can hear a difference, but it's not going to be huge. But if you listen, on the other hand, to The Great War and compare it to our first stuff that's, you know, from 15, 20 years ago, you'll hear a big difference to it. Mm. So uh, we've taken this, I guess, a natural step further. I would say a little bit of a bigger step than before. It's still clearly Sabaton, but it's a bit darker, this one, okay. compa compared to the last stand in musically. The fans were involved mm -hmm. in this writing? Well, not in the writing, but helping us find topics. I mean, every country has its own history. So mm -hmm. what, what every child learns in school here in Germany might be something that somebody in Brazil has never heard of, and vice versa. And we can't be everywhere, and we certainly aren't history professors. You know, we're passionate about history, but we're amateurs. Mm. So for us to be able to have, a well, literally an army of researchers sending us ideas and, you know... Uh, Hinting us of stuff. Of course, you know, people told us about Bismarck. We already knew about the Bismarck. But people letting us know, let us know that it was so popular. And so many people were interested about it. And uh, it would be stupid of us then if we are interested in a topic. And it turns out a lot of fans are interested in a topic to not do it. <laughs> Pretty basic <laughs> math, you know. <laughs> Uh, what's the path to communicate with your fans? Is it Facebook or email or are they going to call you at 3 a.m. in the morning? Uh, call me at 3 a.m. in the morning. That's very popular, actually. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> and by the way, here's my number. Plus 46. Zero. No. <laughs> uh, well, usually we have a, a link on the web page mm -hmm. where you can recommend songs. Uh, we would actually recommend people to use that link, not because we are deleting what's ever coming into it. Everything is read, actually. Cool. But we also have, we don't have time to follow up on it all the time. But then we can go in and sort things out, because then um, when there's time, we can do it. We can actually do a little bit of research ourselves, see what kind of topic. Oh, is this something we could consider doing and catalog it properly? Because we don't want things to get lost, you know? Yeah. So it's good to have uh, one source uh, where we can go in and get it cataloged. And please don't suggest Star Wars anymore. Stop oh. it. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe Star Trek would be an opinion. Yes, amazing. Yeah. <laughs> Let's do a battle of wolf. Oh, I don't remember that one now. <laughs> If you look at all the topics you got, which one touched you the most emotionally? Ooh, that's a good one. I didn't, I can't go on autopilot now. Very good question. Uh, touch me most and the historical part, not the lyrics itself, but the historical event, you mean? Mm -hmm. Ooh, I had to be on my toes here. Um, I think the song Inmate 4859 that we have on Heroes. It's the story of Witold Pilecki. 
he fakes his identity papers so uh, the the nazis are going to think that he's jewish and he goes to auschwitz on purpose to infiltrate it oh. and then he manages to escape as was his plan from the beginning mm-hmm. he goes to the uh, british um well the polish government in exile in britain and they yeah. don't believe him So he basically gets tired of them. Well, screw you guys. And he goes back to fight in the Warsaw Uprising. And after that, uh, the Soviet Union uh, comes rolling in and they don't want any revolutionaries in there. So they execute him as a traitor. And that life destiny is like so unbelievable Mm. that if somebody made a Hollywood movie, most people wouldn't know that this could possibly happen. It's so crazy. But at the same time, I'm asking Hollywood, why haven't you made a movie about this guy? Mm. Because that's just an amazing story. And that's a crazy thing. I mean, a lot of people in Poland has heard about this guy. For me, when I heard about it, maybe six, seven years ago, mm-hmm. I could barely think, believe it was true. Mm. You know? Yeah, sure. It's tough. Yep. Tough story. But really cool. I, uh, I love history from all facts and all angles. And uh, it's uh, really, uh, you know, uh, I call it privilege for us to do this because we get to hear all these stories from all over the world mm. and uh, sometimes even talk to people who were involved and hear their side of the story, which sometimes isn't really what's in the history books even. <laughs> Thank you so much Joachim from Sabaton. Thank you. <laughs> Whole lot of talk. The interviews that rock. Subscribe to our channel for more rocking podcasts. <laughs>